it. <laughs> All right, so lecture 14, part two, um, we're talking about the, the workings of, of evil spirits. Uh, we had <laughs> quite a lively discussion last week on uh, evil spirits as, as well. So yeah, what what insights and what things did you all get out of the, the second half? So in the first half, we were kind of talking about um, just kind of the, the workings, the, um, I think we got down to like New Testament accounts. And so uh, today would be more in like the, the Book of Mormon accounts, end time visions and, and prophecies kind of sections of those. But anyway, what, what stood out to you guys? <laughs> having a hard time uh waking up this morning myself <laughs> yeah i'm just going through my notes here so I, yeah, it's got me, it's got me really thinking <laughs> just this whole picture that is painted and, um, and it's, it's just interesting how it's like, we know, or I, you know, I thought I knew like the, the Satan's, Satan's wrath, right? His final attempt and whatever i thought i had the picture of how awful that would be but um uh yeah it's just there's just so much there that it's like evil and darkness like we can't we've never had an experience you know it says it in there somewhere and um and so just considering that and 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 then just like a lot of the verses that he shares like revelations and in revelation and um and then there's one in doctrine and covenants that I was going to look up but um yeah I'm just really trying to understand the well and and then just you know like it's it's interesting like thinking of the angel that essentially opens the gates of hell, right? And locks the bottom this pit and all of that. And 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 allows and it's like they're unleashed, these demons, these evil entities and stuff. And I guess just really what I'm trying to wrap my head around is like there it does appear with the second half of this lecture, you know, it kind of come to, came to my mind with the first, but this, the second half kind of really show, it seems to be showing like there is, it's tricky. Cause it's like, it's not that God is necessarily giving them assignments or he's like, he's their God you know what I mean? But, 
but there is like they they still do have to well they they are i guess it's they're being allowed by god right mm -hmm. given time and i think that is because that's we're at a state where you know the the just the earth is in such wickedness that okay here you go i allow you know now this is what we get but i don't know i guess it's just kind of like grappling with this like god there does seem to be you know he he is god like so it does make sense that he is allowing that to happen um anyways what am i i'm rambling but it's just like i i'm sorry i'm like dumping my jumbled thoughts on you but um yeah yeah just so much so much to think about in that sense for me and i don't know if anybody else has any thoughts or ideas around that that same kind of thing was was happening for me this week as well because <clears throat> For some reason, I I just never really totally thought through that process before, I guess. Exactly. It's like, okay, so they are they are our brothers and sisters in, in the pre-mortal sense and stuff. I mean, uh, and agency is key. And of course, he's not taking away agency. And so they can tempt and do whatever. I mean, uh, they have chosen to, to follow a different master kind of a thing anyway i had just never really considered the yeah i don't know how to quite phrase that because it sounds really weird that yeah. people spirits have agency but well. otherwise i mean god would not be able to let that anyway yeah i, I get what you're saying but it's kind of like hard to like put into it's, words i know yeah but yeah, yeah very interesting and um kind of around like minute 45 he's talking about like the different kinds of of evil spirits right because mm. we, we see in different spiritual accounts that there are different kinds um just kind of a not tongue-in-cheek but kind of a side thing or whatever like has anyone listened to to the screw tape letters i find uh -huh. that that was a, a very interesting uh kind of comparison and uh kind of side reading to to this uh, the screw tape letters are uh, very intriguing as far as how C.S. Lewis is depicting kind of the different kinds of evil spirits. And, the, you know, I mean, there's a, a rank and file on this side of, of the angels. Exactly. Why wouldn't there be of the, the evil spirits as well? Exactly. Yeah. It's, man, just this other <laughs> world that is more pleasant not to think about, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um but you're right and that was the other thing that i had i had never um really noticed before was that you're talking about around minute 45 but he he brings up how you know when um christ's disciples were trying to cast the spirit evil spirit out of this boy and they couldn't and they're asking you know why and and Christ says like this kind requires fasting and yeah. whatnot. And, and so again, yeah, like you're kind of 
there are different levels there are different anyways what i guess it i guess it is just this opportunity to go like okay like what yeah what do i do what do i need to do to develop that necessary faith you know for all for all of this because we know i mean with christ we do or can have that power right to to overcome and not be overtaken and stuff but man this is such a great reminder of just how vital it is to us mm -hmm. i remember going through this this lecture this week and many times my thoughts were like man no wonder we just kind of throw this whole subject kind of uh, aside like eh, we don't want to deal with it i can't even keep up with my own <laughs> studies in, in the light no wonder we we don't really uh acknowledge that there are evil spirits or you know even uh, go there because it is quite this um huge uncomfortable. yeah it's very uncomfortable and it it's going to require a lot of work and sometimes it can lead to to fear instead of faith and so mm -hmm. it's just something we just kind of put on a shelf and blissfully ignore all of the voices that are that are mm -hmm. coming that's kind of thing right but yeah very interesting because what opened my eyes to in Isaiah was a, a clear definition that there are evil spirits and unclean spirits, kind of that first branch or category, but that even within evil spirits, you have lots of different kinds um, that require different methods. Or I don't know how to quite say that of, of casting out, how to, to get rid of them, how to, um, replace their influence in your life and and heal from them um anyway it's just so very interesting a couple of years ago um the lord really led me down that rabbit hole for a while <laughs> but it, it was interesting how it happened too um i think that was the it was a time when i was like no youtube at all just absolutely stay away from it kind of a thing like i mean the lord like leads me in like these like fasts of of technology or things at, at different times but anyway there was one morning that i i woke up and he's like i need you to, to hop on youtube real quick and the very first video was uh the chad rippinger he's a a catholic priest that uh, performs exorcisms that's what he does he just travels around doing that kind of stuff <clears throat> and and he in that little clip like had so many different things that I had never even considered before <clears throat> that really allowed me to to take a step back, go to the scriptures and find some of these things and realize that they were there all along, that we have all of the keys. Like the Lord doesn't just leave us stranded here on earth without any resources or help or power or, you know, like uh, hopefully they can figure it out. No, right. he, he's leading us to it but the the holy spirit will will guide us to the actual tools that we need in the time that we need them if we keep our eyes single to his glory and so staying rooted in scriptures and um just fully grounded in in truth and light like we have all the help that we need there's no room for fear there's no need for that mm. if we can stay on that side but uh, you might have to face some demons. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that in a metaphorical sense, but then like actually pretty literal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
You're so right. And that reminds me of like, just seems like that. Um, yeah, that we are, we have what we need, you know, like he doesn't leave us blind and, you know, vulnerable or whatever. Like he, he shows us the way and, and just that idea just reminds me of like, and it was, re it was reiterated somewhere in Nephi when I was studying um I don't know I guess it was maybe had to do with the iron rod word of God oh yeah sorry when Nephi was talking to his brothers just essentially like saying that holding to that rod is um essentially our protection against the deception the like blanking you know um it keeps us safe, you know, it keeps us, and, and, and it reminded me of the scripture, the, in the Joseph Smith translation of Matthew 24, where he's, you know, he's talking about the deception, false prophets or whatever, and, and how, how, um, feasting on the words of Christ, like feasting on the scriptures is the answer like that is what keeps you from being deceived and um so anyways i just you know i must need that reminder because it keeps popping in <laughs> so yeah it's there yeah exactly um so um as we try to ascend the ladder to the upper levels um they're it's going to increase because he i mean they really want to get us to fail mm. and so um these things are a reality and i i had trouble with this and i i didn't cameron was <laughs> cameron could see it and I didn't want to admit that I had uh, an evil spirit inside of me and um, and he started talking to me he says I'm talking to Darlene I'm not uh, talking to you the evil spirit he says I'm talking to Darlene and when I talked my register went creepy lower as I talked. And then I knew he was right. Mm -hmm. And so he helped me uh, cast that out. But it's, it's something like you don't want to have to admit to because it's like, well, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just creepy. But anyway, um, Cameron's taught me a lot about this because I depended on him to cast out for me. And so he started teaching me that I needed to, to figure this out on my own because I'm not always going to have him right there. It helped me. And, and so he kind of forced me to, to do it on my own. I've learned uh, a lot about it and I've, I've done it a lot too. And for, uh, some other friends too but 
what I wanted to say is he taught me also that they have these evil spirits. Uh, they have files on us and, and they know what works with us. I have one thing that just, I have to really watch out for because it really sends me. But anyway, they, and they know that. So that's what they <laughs> were coming with. But anyway, uh, as we cast out, if they keep coming back, uh, not only say in the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out, say uh, for them to uh, destroy any files or any things on you, get rid of those and and through Jesus Christ, if you say that, they have to do that. And and so, anyway, I've learned that you do that. And also, um, I have a sister that I minister to, and she has closed herself off from everyone. She'll let her son in, and sometimes her mom. But anyway, uh, can't get in to help her or anything, but there's been uh, nights that I've been prompted to cast out for her. And uh, so I'll face the direction of her home and raise my hand and cast out for her. And uh, anyway, it's just a real thing. We got to not be naive through this that we have the tools and and it sounds like from this part that we just read is this going to it intensify and so um, just kind of living in disbelief doesn't work <laughs> and anyway that's what i wanted to add yeah, we're, we're heavy hitting. <laughs> I'm glad you Usually shared never that. Say that kind of stuff in in a public <laughs> kind of a thing. That's <laughs> funny. I'm I'm glad you're bringing it up though, Darlene, and like sharing that because I I have and and still am. I have been the kind of like oh no 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 you know like knowing knowing they exist, knowing it happens, totally believing that so much of the ailments and crap we see is people being possessed, you know, and, um, and in my own home, right? Like it's, I like to pretend it's just all out there and I can just, you know, but I've, I've hesitated because it's kind of like this, you know, that, that fear of like, man, you acknowledge it and it lets it in or whatever. But anyways, I, I still haven't worked up the courage, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's because it's still new and unfamiliar. I just kind of avoid it, but I, do appreciate sharing that and like um because I need it I need to learn how and and what that process looks like so yeah 
So anyone, please help me. <laughs> I think I think we grew up in a time where, um, well, I did because I'm probably older than a lot of you. Um, we grew up in a time that you don't talk about the, the devil, you know, and yet we can't. We don't know how to 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 play the game if we don't know the strategies. Mm. We have to know what's going on, and we also hate to. It's almost like we're ashamed to say, oh, I'm bad. I've got, you know, but why else are we repenting every day? There's a reason for it, you know, and, and it keeps us in safety. And like Cameron said, God has given us everything we need. Why do you think we keep hearing, read the scriptures and say, say prayer, you know, and pray. Satan has boundaries. And even if you recall in the temple, they didn't yell at him. There was so much power there in righteousness. Leave, leave, you know, and I've, there are different, different levels of dark spirits. So don't you think we need to know how they work? So we know how to work around them or uh, cast them out or avoid them, go to a different playing field where he can't go, you know? So I think it's, it's a natural thing because we feel shame that, Oh, I've got a bad spirit or my kid, you know, something's in my home. But if we come out like Darlene and talk about it, we know that we're all there. And why else are we being told and, and shown the patterns to take care of it? Because that's why we're here on earth. They existed before and they will exist after. And how are we going to know how to stop, not, not let them bully us, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a point in, in our lives that we just have to take uh responsibility or ownership for it and and actually start learning it kind of a thing right yeah quit letting them bully us stick up for ourselves and what what they do to bully you cameron is different from me you know i every time i gossip or something i'm gonna have i'm sorry father please help me but as you do that <clears throat> you get better at it it does, might not seem like it because muscle takes a long time to develop but um you really do gain strength and there is power in in those things that they tell us every conference that we think is there nothing new no because you don't do the simple things you know that's what would it would take to do that you know cast out spirits and frankly i think it was heidi that had talked to a bishop that said um she talked about casting out spirits they go what you know and i'm thinking that should be a surprise even was in one of the last conferences that they said something about casting out spirits. Mm -hmm. So I think we're just not used to hearing that. And we've kind of, like Amy said, we've, we push it out of our, it, it's easier to deal, uh, to, to, to ignore it, especially when it is, it's not concrete, you know, it's something very abstract. Um, it'd be easier if it was roaches <laughs> or something, you know, get the, pest control or something but it's very abstract so it's kind of hard mm -hmm, for sure so um one thing i i think i've shared it before in the past who knows what um but anyway like my my own personal journey in the that realm of things <laughs> was um the uh, pornography addiction that i had when i was younger that i uh, sought help with the sons of helaman program and that program fundamentally changed my my outlook on on life and and the workings of of evil spirits. But what we did on uh, 
I mean, weekly with our, our groups, but in just like a, a daily practice is kind of like what my mom was talking about, knowing what your triggers are, because those evil spirits know. I mean, they've been doing this for years. They know exactly how humans react, what can trigger them, but then they know exactly what kind of type of person we are and and can just instantly get us to spiral. And so like we would drill and drill and drill to identify our triggers, to to work on emotions, to clear emotions, and to to finally get ahead of the game and quit being the victim kind of a thing. And and that was just transformational. Um so like that program, uh, he has one of his his like workbooks on Amazon. But another book that's a required reading for that is uh, Stephen Kramer putting on the arm armor of God maybe. Armor of God. Yeah. Uh, that one is, is foundational to it. But anyway, it's just, how can we ever fight a war in, uh, like, like say we're, <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is like Mulan. <laughs> but like, as, you, you can't ever fight the big battles unless you train, unless it's muscle memory, unless you know exactly how to react with promptness and, and speed in the moment of when it's happening. And so, that that whole process of of overcoming a, a deep rooted addiction, which I think is so prevalent in our society today, big or small, but like addiction is just where it's at because that's the easiest tool for Satan to get in there and and push triggers. But rooting out an addiction is to to constantly, I mean, not not occasionally or not every day, constantly be aware of our emotions being able to label them, being able to identify exactly what emotion we're feeling and realize, wait a minute, I felt that emotion and then that emotion and that emotion, that is a chain that is a pattern for me. I'm going to spiral soon. And so recognizing that in time and being able to go, oh, I know exactly what to do because I've trained on it. And so that's half the battle of fighting evil spirits. But say you've had a rough week and you've spiraled and and now you do have more influence from from an adversarial uh perspective then we can cast out we can do this we can i mean we have defenses i mean we don't just have a shield we have a sword we have the entire armor of god which we put on with different types of things in our lives like yeah like i said before we have all of the tools we have all of the armor we just have to put it on and drill and train and become an army for god and and then we have no fear uh, just like the the sons of human i mean there was just no fear i mean they they knew that god was on their side and would fight their battles for them we just have to put forth the effort necessary in order to merit covenantal blessings anyway sorry i was on my soapbox for a minute <laughs> i love it stay up there yeah i, I do too because it, it says that we have to be first you have to be aware that's what i'm thinking when you're saying it. we have to be aware and admit you know i guess it's like that 12 step or whatever pro, the program you have to be aware that okay i really do have this and actually, don't you think when you, like, as you're talking to me, I have a son that has the same thing, but he's very open. I mean, he doesn't go around blabbing it, but 
he's very open because he has to have the tools. And I just think the world of him and, and you, you know, and mine's, you know, if we are willing to admit it, then we start th thinking constantly, okay, I'm in these situations. What do I do? What are the, the, what is my plan for this? If I find myself in this situation or whatever, because I have a lot of things I have to <laughs> take care of, you know, but anyway, I think I like that become aware and say, yeah, there is an issue because you're not going to do anything about it if you don't think there is. Mm -hmm. And if you take a step back and look at the relationships around you, I don't know. I, I don't care how good of a person anyone is, <laughs> mm -hmm. but if we take our relationship with one other person, so bring another person into to your mind or whatever, do you know exactly what can trigger them and, and start a fight? Yeah, mm -hmm. you do. <laughs> so if we know how to do that satan yeah. knows how to do that and and he's had millennia of experience doing it so i don't it, it's it's kind of shocking to me sometimes the the attitude that oh uh, we don't need that kind of stuff anymore because we have the restoration no satan's gonna ramp up his game like you don't think that he's gonna pull out all the, the stops at, at the end yeah uh, it's well, just ludicrous <laughs> people at the time of christ had christ yeah <laughs> it doesn't like wipe satan out of existence yeah exactly yeah. well and and that being said we're gonna stumble and we're gonna blub it up and then who said what's satan doing to us see you messed up again you mm -hmm. can't do it and so there again you have another issue okay you're not gonna stop me i'm gonna plot on and you're not stopping me get out of my life you know mm -hmm. and, and keep trying to i guess i'm just saying you you never give up. You just keep plodding on because we're going to all be a repeat offenders. We're kind of fallen, <laughs> but don't let Satan get us there either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maria. Here we go. Um, yes, I just wanted to say I love this conversation because I don't know why I, it's um, the whole concept of the demons and evil spirits is pretty familiar to me. I guess, I think I started studying about it. Well, probably about eight years ago, um, but they do know us that Satan and his followers, you know, you have to remember a third of the host of heaven. I mean, that's a lot of people. Um, they know us. They knew us before we got here. They know our weaknesses. They know our desires. So if we have these like really, we have high desires to come into the presence of the savior, they're going to do everything they can. Any little, little pick, pick, pick every little thing that we do. I know that when I start going down that hole, I, I'll just say cancel, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just use the power that's in me as a human being with a body um, and say, yeah, no, you have no power here. I don't always catch it, of course, but um, uh, we have to be aware of those things that I think as we constantly repent and turn to our Savior, when we feel ourselves off track, just that noticing that we're off track, there's an evil spirit involved. I That's what I completely believe. If we are not like feeling the spirit, the Holy Ghost, then there's an evil spirit involved. There's someone, there's one around picking at us, waiting to get us down into that hole again. And the things that we do in our homes, the words that we say, 
you know, the music, the shows, their portals. And I just, I tell my kids, I mean, they just look at me like I'm crazy. I just, and here's the thing. The great thing about studying Isaiah too is, and whatever Avraham um, has to, to, to teach us, can you imagine people are going to be flipping out with the evil that is going to be right before our faces? Like, but this, this awareness, we have to, it, Brigham Young, Joseph Smith. Um, I think I said this last time, I have so many quotes about evil spirits. I, I'll find them and send them to you, Cameron, and maybe you can disperse this, disperse them from the old, you know, the church from church, church history. Um, that they, Joseph Smith studied all of it. I mean, you have to study the enemy. You do, but there's, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. And they mess with us. Those bad, those evil spirits, they mess with us to see if we're going to be fearful because that fear is what it almost, it's like a power boost for them. And we feel fear. Yeah. So it's kind of like Monsters yeah. Incorporated, right? I mean, they, exactly. the screen meter, that, that fear, like it, it really, that's a real concept. Yeah. <laughs> what did you it say really it was, Cameron? Happened. What incorporated? Monsters, Monsters Incorporated. That oh, Monsters movie. Incorporated. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? If you look, here's the crazy thing. All the movies, oh, they teach us about evil spirits. You can <laughs> learn a lot about any movie, it seems well, like. After listening to this one, how many zombie movie, movies came to mind, you know, where it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Sci-fi is like 90% oh. truth. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Like that, that one, cause you were mentioning like quotes and stuff. Like I remember hearing that one quote from Brigham Young the first time and going, mm, I don't think so. But then I'm like, actually, no, the more I <laughs> um, hear it or, or review it or whatever, I, I pulled it up while we were talking. But um, Brigham Young in Journal of Discourses 4 uh, says, you never felt a pain, an ache, or, a dis or felt disagreeable or uncomfortable in your bodies and minds, but what an evil spirit was present causing it. I mean, they talked about it frequently and openly because they were experiencing it all, all the time. Those early pioneer missionaries had crazy um, experiences on their missions. And yet we just kind of like chalk it up to like, oh, <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't tell you how many experiences I had on my mission. Was... Anyway. Yeah. Um, if, yeah, Maria, if you have like a file that is easily shared, um, Anyways, I would love to. I'll look that up. Like I said, I don't know uh, if it's easy. There's a podcast and it's like total amateur, but they felt like they really needed to get this out, out there. It's a great place to start. Um, let me look at it. Let me see what the name of it is really quick. Um, so what it is, is this guy it was his second marriage, I think. And he married a woman that has a gift of discerning spirits. And when they got married and moved in together, she detected he has, he's possessed. Mm -hmm. um, he was keeping secret from her uh, and a pornography addiction that he had. And um, um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking it up. Uh, and so she's like, she's able to just tell. And so they are just like on a mission 
to teach people about these evil spirits. And, and like I say, it's not, it's not my, um, okay. It's called a latter day saint, a latter dash day saint perspective. And they go through casting out myths and study of evil and authority, conveying thoughts, like how your thoughts, abilities of evil spirits, causes of possession, sins and transgression, causes of possession, physical weakness, the gift of the discerning of spirits, obstacles to developing the gift of the discerning of spirits. But they, you know, they just really open up and they share, they share their store, their life experience with evil spirits. They had a daughter that had some mental issues and it was totally evil, evil spirits possession. So super good. His name's Scott, Scott and Kylie Gillespie. And um, he started posting on a Facebook group. He just like joined this Facebook group. And I was like, holy cow, what a blessing. I mean, people on there were like, we shouldn't discuss this. And he <laughs> then he comes out with like 10 quotes from the prophet saying, you're wrong about that. You know, he doesn't combat anyway. He just combats with quotes from prophets. Cool. So excellent. Well, it's just, and it's just so interesting how, you know, even among these latter day groups talking about being prepared, all these things. And it's like, but we can't, you know, we don't talk about that. We don't focus on that aspect of preparation. And I mean, just that vision that <clears throat> was shared in here, I guess there was a couple, but I mean, it, it's, it, it should just be part of our, preparation you know yeah but anyways that we need to, to have a class on demonology in, in sunday school one of the years <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yes why not <laughs> people would flock to it oh my gosh <laughs> they might sneak in the back door but they'll flock to it <laughs> yeah, yeah right but they don't want anyone to tell but it is sad. I think Kathy was right when she's like, I think there's a stigma that it's like, man, if you admit that or if or if you acknowledge it, that you might be under the influence of a of, of a evil spirit, be possessed. It means you're evil, right? But you're mad. I don't know why we've made that equation. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously, yes, you can definitely live a life that opens you up to it more but it's not anyways mm -hmm. it, it doesn't doesn't need to be I, I don't know yeah it's not like some math equation that oh it, if you've got this it must mean that a and b was was this it that's just not true <laughs> but yeah this whole conversation is fascinating to me mm -hmm. um my mother had a gift of discerning spirits and so the just thinking that i guess it's never occurred to me that there were those that weren't comfortable casting out spirits oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's like huh that's fascinating to me um because i've 
grew up with that. It it was never a foreign thing. I know that you know. I know people get uncomfortable talking about it, but um, but yeah, they're that's I, I don't know. That's just really interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of the whole point of our mortal existence, right? Is to learn how to overcome the natural man, to listen to the correct voices, etc. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's interesting with all of these dreams and visions, right? I mean, we've, Avraham uh, uh, quotes many throughout the 24-part the lecture series that every single one of them saw some aspect of evil spirits, right? And taught us something um, about them. And then we look at scriptures and they're always talking about these great and glorious experiences, but they're also never neglecting to mention the, the opposite side of it right i mean like the moses story that's the you know joseph smith like every time that you have great you know that you're going to receive great opposition too like it's just part of the whole plan why would we ignore it but yeah <laughs> and it, you see that all the way through it's that pattern you you don't get a, a beautiful revelation from the lord without the corresponding attack it, it comes together mm-hmm. and it's proving yourself through that yeah. And yeah. So, you know, anytime a thought comes to you out of nowhere that you just never thought of, it's not yours. If it's a good one, then it's a good one. If it's a bad one, sometimes I just think they're like, every once in a while, something will just come to my mind. It's like, where did that come from? That is so not me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes I think they're just like throwing mud. What's going to hit this time? You know, they have a file and they know us, but sometimes it's like, let's just do this and see what happens give them the whole treatment throw mud see what see what sticks see if see if it happens too and it's like so yeah and especially as they found out that we are working really hard on a certain trigger then exactly like i find that that's the mud throwing phase in in my own personal experience it's like oh well (laughs) since they're working on that one we won't I mean, why work so hard and try to tempt them in that again? Let's just throw mud and see what sticks and we can get them on this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Shannon. Um, I was just going to say, um, I've been attacked since I was a little kid. So I learned at a young age to cast out. But uh, um, mostly, a lot of times it's like the sleep paralysis dreams and stuff like that. But last week it just felt like I was getting attacked by the masses from every direction and I don't know if you guys ever have this thought but sometimes I just think bring on the natural disasters because that won't compare to this (laughs) (laughs) it's quite a statement but yeah (laughs) of course I've never been in a natural disaster so I can't compare (laughs) it sounds way more appealing than (laughs) zombies yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy oh and then in the the chat elena uh, elena or alana you'll have to correct me on that but um it says in response to the comment made about fear uh, everything resonates at a certain frequency the earth good food bad food our emotions our words joy and fear so fear resonates at a very low frequency and i believe that when we are in fear it does give evil spirits more power 100 percent agree i, I that's something very interesting that um, in like addiction recovery and stuff, we, we deal a lot with emotions. We have to, to name the emotions 
and kind of memorize what frequency emotions are at. And so uh, you have your your whole spectrum there of, of emotions because I, I, I totally agree that evil spirits have more power when you are in a low frequency. They It's just, there's something to it. I don't understand all of... <laughs> uh electrical currents and, and all that kind of stuff but but vibrations energy and, and things so it was interesting uh, a while back in a state conference here that uh elder golden uh was one of the the traveling ones there that day uh he taught us that in order to to cast out uh effectively you testify about jesus christ that is, that is one of the the easiest ways to to raise our vibrations, to to raise our energy level, is to testify of truth, because the spirit will come and multiply your vibration when you do testify of truth. And um, anyway, I remember hearing that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so uh, me and my mom went home, tested it out, and just any time that we started feeling off or whatever, we would just testify. And remember, mom, so many times, <laughs> like when. <laughs> I'm going to throw you under the bus here. But I mean, there would be times that we would just be like fighting or like angry with each other or or whatever the situation was. And I'm like, mom, testify. <laughs> and and I, it would almost make you more mad. <laughs> but then, but when it came down to it, you're like, yeah, I know I have the tools. I need to raise my vibration. I need to testify. I need to do the things. So that's why singing hymns can can work right uh it can raise our vibrations especially if it's something that our spirit has previously resonated with uh that's why scripture because scripture has a very high vibration because it was written in the spirit kind of a thing um and uh, just anything else that that raises our vibrations uh i've bought like those like singing bowls i don't know if anybody's got uh, uh the like tibetan singing bowls and stuff uh, those are a great way, um, especially like as I'm meditating, I'll, I'll often try to get attacked right at the beginning. Not, I don't try to get attacked. They'll try to attack me right at the beginning of my meditation sessions. And so I'll, I'll do the singing bowls really quick to kind of raise my vibrations. And then I'll just kind of start testifying and, and things, but whatever, you just got to find what raises your vibration and how to get there. And if you ever look up emotion uh, vibrations on on google just pull up a chart i mean people have done extensive research on it what is the highest vibration you can have gratitude gratitude is always at the top of every emotional vibration chart well i mean it might be like one or two but like it, it's right there at the top of every single one and so i find it incredibly interesting that in the midst of of covid and fear and and all of these things what is the Lord's message at 1111 on 1111 to, to get us to listen? Gratitude. Gratitude will cast out all fear. I Boom. It was amazing. <laughs> I love that doc. <laughs> or that, that message, I guess, that he shared there. That's interesting, Cameron. I believe that gratitude is high on there. I thought love was the highest, but it's still, like you say, gratitude is high on that. Because I remember... I've um, I've had some real big issues through through my life, uh, and um, when Dad was alive, I go to him for blessings all the time. But he passed away, and I have a I have one brother, and he said, "Well, Kathy, some things won't change the situation, but start doing gratitude prayers." And I used to be a runner, 
And uh, so I think I'd, st I'd, it was all I could do to be, have a gratitude prayer for five minutes. I just, I mean, trying to think of something to be grateful for. But by the time I started get, catching on to it, if I ran um, for uh, 25, 35 minutes, I ran out of, I, I ran out of the run before I ran out of gratitude, you know? And I love that. And it really didn't maybe change my situation, but it changed me, you know, how I did that. And so I think that, that is a really neat thing to to start thinking of this gratitude or yeah, to to be grateful or to sing a song. I just hadn't thought of that because it changes the vibration there. Thank you. And so kind of going along with that, that uh, quote from the scriptures, right? <laughs> we haven't really touched much of the actual lecture itself, but um, uh, popping back uh, to that where uh, some go not out, but by much fair and uh, fasting and prayer, um, that I believe that the the principle being taught in that whole section of, of scripture there is, is about vibrations because Fasting is one of the greatest actions that we as humans can can do in order to raise our, our vibrations when we're kind of in a pit. Um, so we've let all of these negative emotions in and we're kind of buried. Uh, whatever we're, we're doing, even if you testified, it's not quite getting us out of that, that pit. And so fasting is required because it just, it puts you in control of your body and says, no more. I, I'm not doing this uh, anymore. And and putting you on a different spiritual level where light can actually start to come in and and change that that vibration. And so I, I think that the, the whole part of that or the whole lesson behind that that story in the scriptures is, is about uh, vibration and uh, frequency that when you're in dire straits, uh, the fasting can be one of the, the most powerful things in order to, to help get you there kind of thing. That's really interesting where once a month we, we fast as a church, you know, mm -hmm. and when you think about it on that level, you can see why, you know, I mean, I, there's lots of reasons for it, but I, you know, that just kind of adds another level to it. And and that's another interesting thing, right? So synergy is a very real and powerful law that er, that all the gods have to abide by, right? That any time that you have one person doing one action, it equals X amount of of energy. But if you compound it, like I can only get so much done in a day, but if I have another person, one plus one does not equal two. One plus one equals like five a lot of times. But if you have another person join in, it's not just one plus one plus one. It is one times one times one or no, because that doesn't equal anything great. But you know what I mean? Uh, the, the synergistic concept is so powerful. And so if we are fasting, excellent. It, it's really going to pull us out of it. But we have been told many times throughout this entire dispensation, the power of fasting in a group. When there's multiple people fasting for the same purpose that they were of one heart and one mind, we start getting into the realm of God's will. And, and if we can align with God's will and, and fast with that purpose in mind, 
miracles abound in that that sphere. There is such power in fasting together. And I don't know if anybody else experiences this in, in their wards and things, uh, not trying to rat out to anyone's, but I've, I've been in a few different wards and I find it a fairly common theme, but maybe this is just in the Intermountain West, I don't know, that we have kind of lost sight of, of group fasting. Like monthly fasts have been kind of routine. Yeah, if you have like a certain thing that you're trying to fast for, especially like rain or moisture or, or something like that, like, yeah, some people will do it together. But unless you have a specific purpose, I find that a lot of people don't fast um, on, on fast Sunday. I mean, yeah, we'll come together and, and share our testimonies and stuff, and we might fast that morning and skip breakfast. But it's not the synergistic group fast that it really could be. I, it's just a somewhat underutilized tool that I, I would love to uh, be more cognizant in or uh, participate in. Um, if like, think if, if we had like a ward fast and everybody was fasting for the same thing, we would be able to, to really grow in Zion, I, I think. But, you know, I, I'm not trying to say any sort of leaders aren't doing it or, or whatever, but yeah, I just think that we could we could do better on on group fasting. But I think that's probably correct. I think we've probably become very casual in our fasting. It's more of I checked it off my list. Okay, I fasted or I starved for twenty four hours or whatever it is. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm thinking even beyond or closer to me than award level. Did I do that with my children? I mean, I did sometimes, but I I remember I taught special ed and there was an aide in a class next to me and she had two, two uh, handicapped sons and they were adults. They were no longer in school. But she she would tell me how uh, on Fest Sunday, they'd start the night before and even her uh, intellectually handicapped, they were they were high enough they could do this. They, you know, mm -hmm. they would talk about fast, you know, it's fast Sunday, and what shall we fast for, you know, and so, uh, and they would kneel in a prayer to open their fast, and then the next day they would close their fast, and, and I have to hang my head in shame, I don't think I did that with my children, I mean, I, I fasted, they knew I fasted, but mm -hmm. did I give the meaning of the fast, you know, so I think maybe we have become very casual in it, perhaps in the earlier days, they had their life depended on fasting and they fasted for each other because uh they didn't have doctors and ready medicine and and uh the pharmacies opened you know whatever it is you know they they were so subject to to the the hardships of life and the, they only had God to depend on in each other so I'm wondering if that might be part of it I don't know but even in our own families I'm thinking for myself I could have done better except that I didn't know better, probably, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, so. It's hard to remember, like, all the time, like, all of these things that we talk about, it's like, oh, man, I just did not do that very well this last month. <laughs> yeah. But growing up, did we know better? Because were we taught, you know? So I, I guess I don't want to beat myself up too hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just thinking yeah. we didn't know better. Once we knew better, we started doing better. Too bad my kids are gone, but <laughs> oh well. 
most parents think that right as soon as they're yeah. empty it's just like oh i could have done that better from this yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep um yeah i love that discussion because it's been just been on my mind a lot of just the missed opportunity of of fasting you know um yeah it, it's only till re only recently that i've just started really waking up to it um i i, I have a lot to learn and um but i i mean you read where is and isaiah it talks about how poorly we're doing at fasting right um just it, we kind of it's, it's almost this mockery in a way of just like oh yeah we're fasting you know it's fast sunday there's not much thought put into it and and yeah, I think it's it's obvious to us all that that that's not elevating us, you know. But um, uh, yeah. But how how often do we see in the scriptures that it talks about the prayer and the fasting, the prayer and the fasting, over and over? And I mean, that pattern is just jumping out at me so strongly and inviting me to like really learn how learn how to fast because i've anyways i yeah yeah I, it's it's a missed opportunity in my life i've noticed mm -hmm. yeah mine too sometimes i never know where the discussion's really gonna go <laughs> but man uh, i i've loved hearing from from everyone's perspective on this different things I wonder, um, a lot of times, so I had that chance to fast with some really good friends that are like-minded or amazing people, two friends, that, and we did a three-day fast. Mm -hmm. And we had, we did have one purpose, but of course, one, it, it was actually for me, for one of my, my daughters. Um, and uh, anyway, it was such a powerful experience. And I kind of think this, I mean, the idea came to my mind that as a group here, since we're like-minded, that we do, that we do. Let's, like, let's plan a fast together to, um, you know, what, whatever it is to understand Isaiah better or to whatever, to mm -hmm. a concept that we, that we need help with. I just, because I do find that there's a difference when, when, when you have a group of people that are like super intent on it, that it's not like, oh, okay, I'll remember that when I pray, when I'm fasting, you know, but when it's like we're intensely um, praying and fasting for a certain thing, for mm -hmm. a certain purpose. Anyway, it's just an idea. Cameron, you're the leader. I'm not. So just an idea. <laughs> I'm just I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and 
how many weeks ago was it tracy invited us to to fast and i, I honestly now forget what we fasted about but anyway I, it was very great that the reminder because like sometimes we just kind of almost feel like we're imposing on others to like ask them to fast together or something you know because you just never know circumstances but but yeah we, we need to be more bold in in coming together as as zion-like individuals and uh, fasting together with with purpose but yeah i at, in the moment my my brain is like blanking on like okay so what do we fast for any any ideas what uh what would you all like to to do <laughs> um so uh, if we we set a date uh, we're not meeting next week but if we if we set a, a date for, is next week fast sunday right i mean that would like yeah. coincide with it and everything uh next weekend uh -huh. we fast we all fast for a purpose but yeah um, so if anybody wants to to write me a, a message after class uh, sometime today, uh, I'll get that sent out for our, our groups. Um, and and yeah, that'll be awesome. What about the subject of our discussion today of somehow um, some insight and in how we can prepare in this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Actually, I was, that's what I kind of like what I was thinking about. I was thinking, okay, our subject is on casting out um, evil spirits. We are increasing. Um, since 1979, we have 95% of the temples built since then. I mean, uh, right today, we have, we only have like 5% of the temples that exist by 1979. Now, I was just coming home off my mission that year. And uh, since then, uh, we've gained the other 95%. Mm -hmm. And temples help bind Satan. And I was just thinking, okay, if that's it, and we want to cast out evil spirits, should we be fasting and praying that the Lord will bless us with the uh, increased desire to go to the temples and to... And to have the the strength, the the fortitude, the spiritual fortitude, to cast out spirits from our homes and ourselves and our in our communities and stuff. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I love that. That's a thought. In the, in the chat, Sherry suggested uh, to fast for the discerning of spirits. Good point. I, and I think we can do a combination of the, this. Because I think the temple part is a good idea too. So just kind of doing kind of a, a bullet list here in in the chat, kind of as we're brainstorming. So, um, asking for the reception and amplitude of our spiritual gift to discern spirits. I like your words, Cameron. They sound more sophisticated than mine. <laughs> <laughs> um another one another idea would be um to be inspired on how we share we share these things what we know so that it's more received i think that is my most difficult thing i need a gift to be able to explain these things without without it being so shocking or um people just automatically put up a barrier whenever I 
whenever I bring it up. So maybe uh, that the hearts will be softened to receive what we what we're learning. Um, just even in the case of studying Isaiah, it's just like that that we have the words that actually penetrate hearts to to open up to study these things and to listen. Because we have to be ready. That's the, that's the thing that's really worrying me is that people are not ready. They they just just you know, like I said, just even know you know when they see these awful things happening, they are just going to crumble. And they need even if they have heard it a little bit, they'll be more prepared than if they haven't heard it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, so like these are four of the things that I, I've got here. So um, the reception and amplitude of our spiritual gift to discern spirits, uh, to be inspired on how to share these concepts with others and who to testify these things to, that hearts will be softened and our tongues loosened, to sanctify our homes and make the temple a priority to bind Satan in our lives. Anything else that you would add to, to any of those? And I can kind of send these out in an email. Yeah, a constructive friend act on something. That's, we should do this more often. <laughs> yeah. I, why don't we? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, the group is, is the hardest part because, like, for some reason, we, I don't know, we just, we have our busy lives and we just assume that I'm, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I'm like, I don't know. Can I like, I'm not any sort of leader or anything. So like, who am I to say, Hey, let's do this. But why don't we like, <laughs> we all have a voice and we all have uh, ideas and, and promptings from the spirit. Like, why don't we act on these things more? So yes, I'm very grateful that, that that's been brought to our attention that we can start doing that. We can start acting in faith and, raising oh raising vibrations and, and all of that and i think of, that's the words to speak was alana that said and to speak i have the words to oh shoot uh-huh give speak. us the words to speak no. yeah yeah it yeah. just flashed on my screen for a second and it was gone and I... yeah, yeah and if you want to do it uh, sooner than that or whatever, but I mean, sometime in this next week or or this next weekend with Fast Sunday, whatever works yeah. for you. Yeah, that we all good. do that. And and I find that when I'm fasting, especially with like a, a group mentality and stuff, that it, it it's, it's very helpful, like in the actual prayers that we offer to envision the members of our group and, and envision all of us kind of in a circle, in prayer, lifting this this petition to the lord kind of a thing i think that, that would be very helpful um so if you're attending the temple this week in the prayer circle envisioning that and um maybe putting names on the prayer roll with with this in mind or anyway just lots of different things that we we might be able to do but uh, i think that sounds really neat that just moved me when you said that because it gives more power to what we are doing you know, it gives us power to 
cast out devils, give us this power in prayer and, and power in where two or more are gathered. I, I really like that. Yeah, I'm excited. Just before we oh, oh you're good. Before we leave, I just there was just one part in there. I was gonna revisit that and see if I wrote this because I just listened to it and was writing down stuff. But it it was about uh, and I didn't catch which Japanese war this was, but it talked about how even after the they were killed off the evil spirits would enter their bodies and then they get up and keep fighting and the only remedy for that was to to burn the bodies like it made me think about um in the book of mormon and the jaredites that end were was his name shiz that oh yeah stood up and kept fine. I wonder if that's what was going on there. Hmm. Well, also reminds me of you remember the Twilight books? <laughs> they had to burn the they had to burn the vampires to to huh. so that they were gone and dead and killed. Hmm. That was the only way. So creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well I yeah I again I love where this discussion is is headed and, and led us to uh, to yeah. do this together it'll be fun and thank you everybody for being open to this kind of discussion because yeah it, it yeah I'm just grateful I'm grateful that we were able to have this kind of discussion without um, obstacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those people that, that missed today, I know like uh, Tracy and Jalice and uh, Lisa all texted me saying that they had things come up or whatever, that they're sure going to miss it. And I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, love to have them too. But yeah, I, I so appreciate everything that you all shared. It is very helpful for me. Yes, yeah, so, so much. It's, it's recorded, so they'll be able to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, like sometimes, you know, I, not with this group, but sometimes in, in group settings, I, I just kind of have like a thing like, oh, evil spirits. Like, is this something that we can really do? Because, I mean, you're just kind of diving into the dark side, right? And and sometimes uh, if it's not done properly, it, it can just focus on the negative. But look at where we've come out of this discussion. I mean, we're all like at a higher vibration here and we're we're going to take action we're going to do things like this is this is awesome uh this is one of the the best discussions on uh the, the workings of evil spirits that i've had <laughs> because i remember i remember one uh when we did our, our four donations book we had good lots of good discussions but there was uh one that i was like oh man that that could have been better <laughs> but anyway. agreed this has been really nice yeah did we decide? Are we, are we gonna? I had to step out of the car for a second. Did we decide um, that we're fasting next? This next coming Sunday? Yeah, next, uh -huh, yeah. not tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, next weekend. Uh, it'll be just kind of part of the regular fast Sunday schedule. Um, but if you wanted to fast during the week, if if that doesn't work for you or whatever, but uh, yeah, for next next weekend. 
And did we decide on a specific focus? Uh -huh, yeah, so I've written out some bullet points here in the chat. I'm going to email those out to the, the whole group uh, so that we can uh, all kind of be on the same page there. Perfect. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> the nice thing is that I liked what you said that if you can't fast on that fast Sunday, you can do it on a different day because God's time is not linear. Yep. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in the temple on Friday, so I'm choosing that day to do it. Mm -hmm. I'll probably do my regular one Saturday as well, but but for this, I'm going to do on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, let's see. Um. I don't know. And the next, and next week's on angels. So. Yes, we'll go right from demonology to angelology. It'll be perfect. <laughs> um, let's see. Elena said, um, I don't know the answer to my question, but is there more power if we are praying at the same time of day? I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. I, I do believe so. But also there there's a like stuff to be said for for Kathy's statement that God's time is nonlinear. I, I think that there there's definite power in in people at the same time doing the exact same thing kind of uh uh yeah i i don't know the full scope of of that answer but uh i i do believe that there is something to that for sure if, also, I think there is. if you can't if you can't do that god knows your heart he knows where you're at so i think there's power in that too just so that it, i mean if you couldn't do it you know Mm -hmm. it's nice when you can <laughs> yeah i think that um if we can do that i think we should like at a certain time on sunday when we're breaking our fast to say okay at noon or whatever time we choose let that's let's pray that's what i did with these friends of mine okay and it was so it was so powerful like it was mighty prayer it was beautiful so if it's possible, we set a time when we're going to break our fast yeah. and pray and pray at the same time. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it noon work for everyone? Well, it's kind of interesting with our book club. I think the majority of us can. We we cover basically two different time zones, but then we have uh, a couple over in England, you know, that makes it kind of Oh, different. yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, again, uh, there's there's the rule and then noon mountain time. I'm still in church, so yeah. And so, and if, if they if England did if the English did it in twelve in noon their time or whatever, mm -hmm. God gets it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So He's if smart. we did it, if one p.m. Mountain Standard Time, so does that is everybody out of church by then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we try to shoot for for one o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Uh, for okay. anybody that that can. Let me write that in the chat, or else yeah. I'll forget. <laughs> All right. Fun. I'm excited. It's gonna be a. A game changing week for us. <laughs> I expect some some opposition. <laughs> 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 yep. 
especially if that's the the reason that you're fasting for. <laughs> so, all right. Well, it's been such a fun discussion. Uh, will you? So we won't be meeting next week, uh, but I'll be sending out this email uh, here in just a little bit, and then I'll follow up on on next Saturday with an email uh, reminding us of it and everything. So, um, anyway. Have a, a great couple of weeks, everyone. Uh, we'll we'll see you uh, on the flip side for uh, lecture fifteen. <laughs> right, Thanks, Kim. Thank Bye. you. Bye, guys.